Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here we go, Bad Batch, episode five. I think it's called Rampage. Yep. The Rampage. Rampage. Um, I was kind of getting to a point, and I understand we've only got four episodes in. I was very excited when it started. And then I was last two episodes, I was kind of like, mm, I mean, these were okay, but I think mm. we talked about it how we, uh, you know, they're filler episodes, which I completely get the seasons over the course of 13 episodes, so it makes perfect sense. But at the same time, I was just like, I'm not too engaged at the moment in this story. And then for me, that there's elements in this episode, we're going to talk about both episode five and six, there's ep- elements in episode five that get me, like suck me in, more of an intrigued. Um, and those are the whole like, hiring the bad batch as these like mercenaries or you know soldiers for hire or whatever that with that kind of i forget her name this uh, omega no not omega the 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 person who hires them sid right sid who's who's basically as we find out later is doing the bidding for jabba um but that part it intrigues me again Mm-hmm. and yeah. then I feel episode 6 as we're getting to in a bit um, that kind of locked, that's the first episode to properly lock me in since episode 1 I think uh, I mean how are you feeling coming up to about halfway in, uh, through the season of Bad Batch now yeah you know like it's I agree you know uh, we discussed last week how it felt very much like a kind of combination of episode 1 and 2 uh, the films um, not the series, uh, but like yeah, uh, episode one, two of the films that there were like elements that they were just kind of like plucked out from there, um, and it was yeah a little bit fillery. I mean, it was cool to have Fennec Shand sort of introduced and sort of you know a, a little bit of an origin story or a, a beginning for her, um, but it was. I mean, that was kind of the only intriguing element really to it. It, it was there was a fair amount of filler and. But I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, kind of watching this episode, it was written and kind of just generally better in terms of the uh, story beats from, like, having Sid there as a character. Um, Again, she kind of reminded me of, um, you know, uh, what's the mama... What's the character from episode seven? Uh, The little alien that they, that, like, kind of Solo and, and Ray meets in that bar. Um, who ends up being like a Jedi confidant as a little one. <laughs> the little... Oh, uh, um... Mama something, what's the name? Do you mean... Are you talking about Solo, the film? The film yeah, uh, no, um, in uh, episode seven. So, like, when like Han Solo oh, sorry, and Chewbacca and, and Ray kind of team up in episode seven and then they... Um, oh, it's, it's the... It's the um, Ah, oh, Lupita plays, voices the character, and I think she actually does motion capture as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mars? 
Maz or Mars. I think it's pronounced maybe both ways. Um, and she's like, she's always like, where's that Wookiee? Yeah. Maz Kanata. That's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you got it. Nailed it. Yeah. I was like Googling as you were saying. And it's, but you the were like a oh. boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So Sid <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, Maz in terms of like, you know, this, this kind of character on a planet who, who, doles out information and is able to point people in certain directions and kind of send them off. Uh, but a little bit more kind of like underworld dealing in a way at this point. Um, so, I, I, you know, I thought, you know, it's quite cool. And yeah, and then, you know, this kind of episode is just, it has more to it in terms of um, it's a more original written um, kind of story, but also I, I like the way that it links up with the kind of greater Star Wars uh, universe in terms of, you know, we see how uh, Jabba the Hutt gets his rancor, you know, and as as a baby, which I, I thought was, you know, a really kind of fun little um, story to 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 show to Star Wars fans, really. I mean, and you know, it's it's hilarious how like the rancor is, is sort of you know depicted in this episode as being like this really sweet, I mean, tough but kind of sweet creature. Whereas, yeah. you know, in, in Return of the Jedi is just, you know, uh, someone who eats dancers and, and Jedis, really, and and, you know, and the pig guard. So, yeah, it was it, this one was more inventive as a, as a kind of, a, you know, in terms of the writing, um, it's just a better story, really. And, and, the, and because of the story being better, I felt that the action was better as well. Um, yeah. You know, like throughout, like, you know, you have these kind of like creatures who are, control, you know, controlling the rancor and there's this other creature with the, dragon-like one um and yeah the whole thing kind of just was just like a better episode across the board really um so like you know and watching i i noticed that it just moved better you know there was like more story to fill out the episode and and you know kind of develop the characters as well as have some good action so yeah i, I completely get what you mean i i much preferred this one compared to the last ones and I was a little bit worried that, you know, we would be getting into like more of a filler stage, you know, through these kind of middle episodes to try and develop the characters and, and bring them together. Um, but like, you know, if, if we have more of these kind of missions or whatnot, which are, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of Mandalorian in some ways, you know, but, um, you know, told through the Bad Batch, obviously. Um, and yeah, if we have kind of more of these things where there's, you know, the, the writing is developed and, and better than... Bring it on, really, you know. But um, so one thing I found out by doing a little digging is that the rancor that we see in episode five is not the rancor that we see yeah. in Return of Jedi. Spoiler, spoiler. Oh. Um, so because, oh, I thought it was. I just assumed it yes, was. Yes, I mean, so did I. I mean, you got me. I was like, another tie-in, like it. I yeah. like when they're, like, they're bringing these tie-ins almost from, like, out of nowhere. Um sometimes and it's kind of like oh yeah okay that's explained that part of the story i like it's it's like yeah we should put it in there and sometimes sometimes it works and other times you're just like okay it's a bit random um but this the actual the one which is in return of the jedi is male and named patessa or patista <laughs> um Fair enough. I don't know so that. It's and this one's Moochie. I love the old uh, in-depth Star Wars fans. That I mean, hey, we are Star Wars fans, guys. Just sometimes we just don't know what a Rancor's name is. Okay. <laughs> or it's sex. <laughs> or it's sex. Yeah. So you know, sometimes you're gonna you're gonna beat us to the post with that one. 
Um, but we'll get there. We will get there. Uh, so it's, We're on our it, own adventure. It was a fun little connection. Um, but like overall, I definitely wouldn't mind more Bad Batch episodes like this. There's a lot. I was feeling that the other. Uh, there's a couple of things, and this so far to me, the character of Omega is useful for the storytelling elements that we have in the Bad Batch so far to put them in the particular situations they're in or put them at a disadvantage or an advantage, whatever it may be. But the moment for me, the character of Omega isn't really it's not that it's not sitting well, but in the sense that I've just like there's not as much I'm not too bothered about that character. There's not there's not as much substance yet for her, I think. Yeah, there's maybe not as much substance from her. I'm more concerned about uh Hunter and the fact that Crosshair, who was gonna be this big villain we now haven't seen for a couple of episodes or so, which I understand they obviously can probably bring him in near the end and that's probably the overall plan but still i would have liked maybe a bit more of that and the, the omega thing is is kind of good but at the same time it's at the moment it's the same kind of story for her every single time they get involved in something they're on a mission or they're doing something and she doesn't like not being involved she gets involved and then <laughs> she makes it worse <laughs> well i mean it, it, it makes it worse first and then it kind of makes it better afterwards doesn't it yeah but yeah i know what you mean i think <laughs> it is kind of funny with that sort of that story beat and how they are using it but you know there is one thing with the mega i mean ultimately you know it is like an animated star wars show and they, there is like i think with omega you know they just it's that connection to the, to the kids um you know yeah. they, they have to have that sort of um connection really uh through a character really so it, it kind of makes it too seriously aren't if i'm taking <laughs> it too seriously yeah i mean i i get what you mean though like you know it, it's i think she's you know at points there it's an interesting character you know like it, it's another clone it's a, a female one and what i'm kind of liking with omega is how she because the Bad Batch are like, you know, just a bunch of guys who are, you know, kind of all soldiers and, and tough and whatnot. And how she's the sort of antithesis to that and provides something different to their group. And to and it's quite nice to see as characters and through the writing that they kind of become more of a team through Omega's actions. And, and you know, and also just the fact that she's a kid and quite fun and, you know, jovial um, at points, you know, like, you know, when they're playing with the radios at the beginning of episode six and stuff like that. So it, it, there are like useful elements to her, but yeah, I know what you mean that it, it, at points it's, um, there's, there's more that can be filled out from her and perhaps maybe if she was like a character with like other kind of special skills, it, it would be more of a contribution. But I think now it's just because she's just so new, they're like having to build out like just this kind of, you know, this foundation for her, really, uh, and how she fits into, like, you know, and how it would even make sense to have a kid going along on these, like, deadly operations and dealing with, you know, you know, what it, female rancors and, you know, um, and other dragons and whatnot. So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, but it's, um, you know, we'll, I think we'll see kind of, you know, I mean, as we said, like, the writing has already kind of, throughout the series, been up and down a little bit. So 
we'll have to see like throughout the rest of the series and how yeah and i agree you know like having characters like crosshair who are you know badass and and have already been defined as quite a, a central enemy to to the group or well like i say enemy kind of like oh you know uh antagonist to the group because you know he, who knows whether he'll be an enemy once they kind of meet up again um i mean he will obviously but you know whether he'll kill them all and be the deadliest enemy really but yeah i'm, I'm you know it, i think these episodes are just kind of bringing the bad batch together and just getting them as a team with Omega and, and trying to make sense of that really. Yeah. Um, I so. mean, give her credit, give her credit before anybody comes at me, give her credit. She does release the rancor, which causes the chaos, which allows them to escape the slavers in episode five. So there we are. So she does have her benefits definitely with helping out the team in her own little way. But, you know, yeah, like you said, it's it's very much, and that's what we've got to understand, isn't it? It's very much establishing that relationship. It's building the relationship even more so in terms of for an audience knowing how the Bad Batch operate, because we only got to see them briefly in the Clone Wars, and then also introducing another character into that fold as well. So you're kind of building that whole element for when it comes to, I believe, penultimate points later on in the season it puts puts everyone i guess as the viewer probably in better stead knowing that these kind of relationships we've had time to build them so everyone understands why everyone's motives are and why everyone's where they are for the like the penultimate probably like two three episodes or so when they try and wrap up the season yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i'm just reading now by the way you know sid is played by ria perlman um who oh, really? is, yeah you know from well danny devito's wife as well as you know just mega famous actress from uh, cheers Mat and yeah matilda Mat cheers taxi you know i, I, I didn't realize that of course of course that's a really like you know I, I thought i had recognized her voice but that's a really epic sort of cameo to have in there actually as, as a sort of legendary actress to lend her voice to and, so, and actually you know it kind of puts bad batch up in in the you know in the, in the rankings. In the rankings, you know. Well, that's in, what we get. In now. the rankles. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Puts a uh, bad badge up in the rankles. Coin yeah. and trademarks. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is ours. <laughs> Credit us, Dave Filoni. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's what's becoming more fortunate now, not only for live action TV, but for animation, is not only are the films getting the big names, but the animation series are getting the big names. I mean, it just shows to stead with like um, Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelation, which is coming up soon via Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, the cast, the voice cast in that, you've got obviously Mark Hamill, certified ledge, as we know, Mr. Luke. Um, and you've got Lena Headley, uh, Lena Headley from yeah. Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. And now I'm forgetting the whole entire cast, but there are some other names in there, which I can't remember. Well, those are already two massive names. So yeah. yeah. But you know you're you're getting that crossover now. It's and um, which is great. Like what your discovery of there of Perlman being in this, it's kind of like very fortunate now that you get to have these types of uh, actors going in between, both doing live action and both doing big major films and animation series, which I think is always great to see. And like you said, it adds volume to it, doesn't it? It really yeah. does. Add volume to it absolutely absolutely so it's uh yeah no and actually you know to see her as a character like sid who clearly is going to have 
a fairly central role throughout this series. Um, well, you know, it's great to have, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's um, I think it just goes to show as well, just the kind of, the emphasis that Disney are putting on even the animated series to, to kind of, you know, have them at a certain level, really, of, of, of prestige, really. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of what I liked about episode five as well, is like, besides, you know, having that sort of legendary actress, but like the action throughout it and... And, you know, because we've commented on the CGI before, you know, with Clone Wars and, uh, you know, I say CGI, the animation uh, style. But sometimes it, it's, you know, with this kind of, it's interesting because, you know, we, we've talked about like, you know, Camp Cretaceous before and they have kind of similar styles in a way. And sometimes it can look a little bit too child friendly in some ways that it's not, you know, as detailed or kind of, um, I suppose like action based really um yeah. in certain scenes but then in this episode the action was really cool actually and really and it flowed really well and there was a lot of it um and I thought it was done very kind of just very effectively throughout um you know it felt like that kind of classic Star Wars like rollicking adventure of you know being captured and it's quite funny with the case of mistaken identity that they think like Moochie is this little child and then it turns out oh it's actually a rancor <laughs> and you know like they they've got to take that back now, um, and and it just moves along quite well, and and you know for a kind of, <clears throat> I mean for me like the episode kind of, it was over kind of before I realised really, um, and the twenty five kind of minutes just really like flew by because it was just so energetic and there was just so much going on, and then you have the rancor and this this dragon kind of fighting as well, and and that was fun. So it's yeah, there's you know. Uh, if, I enjoyed this episode much more than the previous ones, basically. There was a lot more, I think, to take away from it. Um, and I did get excited thinking that this Rancor was like the baby version of the one in Jabba's, you know, palace. But now, you know, you, you shattered my dreams, Ben. So <laughs> let, let's hope that maybe this one's like a father or an uncle to that one. And, you know, to, what, what was it? What was his name again? Sorry. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I don't know now. <laughs> he's it's, something uh, that's a bit of uh, <laughs> a bit of trivia that i have now lost off my screen um so yeah we're good. <laughs> you're gonna have to rewind guys if you want to find that <laughs> so are we <laughs> yeah so are we as well funny. um i also like about like at the end when they kind of capture the rancor almost to take it with them it's not so much that they can capture it it's more so that wrecker is just like kind of fighting with it and they both get tired enough that they fall into a nap <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i thought it was like a, a nice little comical way to um end that particular episode uh but I, i'm the same as you this for me rampage was this the best episode well uh, i put it in line with the first the first episode is very good um and i put rampage as my second favorite episode of this series so far it's because I feel it takes the story to the next level for the first time in a few episodes that have gone by. It introduces characters that are actually really intriguing and interesting and that we know will continually then follow through for episodes to come as well. And it adds weight to it with the characters it brings in. Um, not that Fennec Shan is not a brilliant character as well, but we need to see more of her. So I'll yeah. mean when. Um, always happy as you know guys we absolutely love me to win so anytime we get to see more of her is or hear more of her should i say um is very good but yeah 
episode five, I'm liking if it continues in this particular way, if it continues the story in this way, I like the element of them coming in and now being kind of mercenary type people, you know, they just do their job well, but they have their own consciousness, don't they? So they do it to a certain extent, but the same extent it never changes who they are and their beliefs and what they kind of believe is right and what they believe is wrong. So for me, Rampage, the episode Rampage, episode five, definitely gets a big thumbs up for all those elements that we just said there. Do you think, um, now that we've had kind of Jabba's men introduced as uh, kind of characters in, you know, that Sid is dealing with, do you think Jabba will appear in Bad Batch and play a part kind of later on in the series? So I mean, I, f- I feel there's every chance that that's a definite, almost, to a certain extent. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they hold it back, Jabba, mm. maybe till the last episode or so. Mm. Um, but would not be surprised. And it's, a, to be fair, I don't think we get to... We need more Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't really get a lot of Jabba, to be fair. Um, so I'll be... Yeah. You get to see him briefly in episode one phantom menace um obviously seeing him in the original trilogy so why not i mean that's the next level up isn't it if bad batch continues into a season two have jabber as the one hiring them to do certain things or have them betray jabber and then it you know goes the opposite way it's it's definitely it's a villain that I feel there's no harm in exploring way more of in the Star Wars universe, really. Yeah, and it seems that everyone at like some point in their kind of smuggling or mercenary or bounty hunting work always, you know, within the Star Wars universe always ends up coming across Jabba and doing work for him and then having to owe him and then usually owe them owe him with their life eventually. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Solo. So yeah, I, I think, you know, he's like, he, yeah, he, he, now that he's kind of been teased and the rancor's been, um, you know, captured for him, it, it, it's, it feels like, you know, the, this, uh, that, yeah, he's going to just become a, a character, you know, down the line, really. It, um, just, we'll have to see when he will come in, really. <laughs> Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you. Uh-huh.